0: Hey, this is Kevin Andrew Perkle, and you're listening to Radio 1 Chicago.
1: everyone happy thursday you're listening to alex here at radio one chicago uh so that was look me in the eye by kevin andrew perkle hello hi how are you
0: doing good we uh we're just having a good laugh yes because in that song there's a line that says uh all i hear is barking dogs and locking doors and you guys quickly look at me like did he just say effing dogs and locking doors (laughs)
1: There was a slight panic moment <laughs> yeah. on my end. And oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness. Sheer panic. Yeah, I was like... Uh, but everything's okay. Yeah, there it goes. It was... For all who's listening, it was barking. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> can uh, reference your lyrics later. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> well, it was a good save. Yeah, it was a good laugh I think so. Though. Yeah, think we're like, so. whew, yeah. my goodness. You can bring that up on your little banter whenever you're at a show. There like, you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Be laughs>
2: like,
0: Once upon a time yeah. at R- Radio 1 Chicago.
1: <laughs> Be like, I thought it was a curse word. <laughs> everyone freaked out. It's like I was never invited back. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, welcome. This is your first time at Radio 1 Chicago. It sure is. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what we feature here, obviously, is every All Chicago Everything. Uh, so you're a Chicago-based singer-songwriter yep. um, with a new full-length album out, Love and Summer. Indeed, uh, yep. Um, when was that released?
0: Uh, it was officially released digitally, Spotify, Apple Music, all that fun stuff on June 30th. Um, but the physical release is happening, um, on August 5th at Fitzgerald's for the release show, so. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, so very cool, so welcome. Uh, did you know you always wanted to kind of like be a musician?
0: Yeah, I don't really, I mean, be a musician, (laughs) I don't know, it's just always something like I've been, like, I've loved, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um as early as I can remember, just listening to my Walkman, listening to Pearl Jam and Nirvana CDs and just like absorbing them and then mm-hmm. uh, kind of seeing how the music kind of uh, tram- transformed me over the years in different ways culturally and in my identity. And it just, it's just mm-hmm. kind of always been a part of me and, and whatever, in whatever capacity. It's just uh, so much of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, did your, your kind of like influences change? Did you always kind of like? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was all over the place. So like, obviously when I started, like I wanted to rock, right? Yeah. Like I had like, Bleach blonde hair with blue streaks in it and like patches of bands in my backpack that i never heard before. Um, so I was like doing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I got Green Day Dookie and I just I had to learn the songs. Yeah. Green Day Dookie. So mom signed me up for guitar lessons. I, I just kind of uh, learned through through learning the songs in that record. I just mm-hmm. kind of learned like how songs work, how melodies form together and chords work together. And then, um, yeah, kind of took it from there. So, um, yeah, punk rock was definitely the roots of of my excitement and engagement with Mm -hmm. music. But from punk rock, I kind of, like, took that same energy that's in that music, and and that kind of turned me on to artists like, I don't know, like Bob Dylan and Nina Simone and and Bob Marley even, Mm -hmm. um, artists who kind of, like, create with a with a meaning with a message and that kind of a uh, i think turned me on to, to the more folky side more storytelling side of uh of, of songwriting
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah cuz punk rock is like it's all fast it's like you can't really like understand the words all the time so. yeah
0: and that's uh not really that's not really what the point was to me even though the words are very powerful and 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 a lot of what they're singing about but like it was m- more the energy of it that excited mm-hmm. me and and still excites me with that genre of music
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. are you gonna go see green day when they come this? no morning? i'm not it's <laughs> been
0: i don't you know what as much as i love them i've never seen them live yeah 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 <laughs> i did meet trey cool
1: Oh, yeah. The drummer. Drummer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I did meet him in uh, Austin, South by Southwest. And he was super nice.
1: How was that? Um, it was <laughs> How, cool. Did you just like bump into him? Or yeah, was yeah. he Like one of the. So I have showcases. I'm like
0: strangely good with faces and like I just saw him <laughs> from across the street. Wow. And so I just like went up to him and I was just like, hey, man, like great to meet you. I heard you guys are playing in town and he like really took the time to talk. He's like, hey, I'm Trey. This is my wife. So and so I forget her name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um And then he, like, asked who my wife's name was as well, and Mm -hmm. then we just were talking, and he's like, yeah, it should be fun, blah, 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 catch us on these dates, and then that was that. Wow. What was funny um, is after we walked away, my wife never really grew up listening to them, and she's Mm -hmm. like, who is that? Just, like, very (laughs) innocently and casually, like, what?
1: You're like, why you don't know? <laughs>
0: One of the biggest bands in the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she Probably thought like it was a co- old co-worker, <laughs> totally, old high yeah, school yeah. friend, or something. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Bump into him at South by, by Southwest. It, it,
0: it, it, that might as well have been the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, very cool. I'm sure. I feel like they're, you know, they're going to be continuing their tour. So I I'm, think so. I think, I think so. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, soon. no, absolutely not. I think you'll definitely get a chance to see him and then if you bump into Trey Cool again be hey, like, remember hey remember me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> um so where in the city did you grow up in
0: oh uh, well I didn't grow up in the city mm-hmm. um I grew up um in the western suburbs have since migrated to the northwest suburbs um it was good it was cool mm-hmm. um th- that scene strangely was really kind of a you know really formative for me creatively, like I said, I grew up with punk rock and just kind of like the whole, the whole kind of, uh, thing that happens when you're a skateboarder in the suburbs and there are <laughs> punk rock shows and garages and stuff like yeah. that was, that was kind of what I grew up with. with. Oh, cool. And I think that, um, potentially if I had lived anywhere else, some, um, either somewhere more rural or somewhere more urban, maybe I wouldn't have had that and, uh, would have grown up with different influences. Um, mm-hmm. I can't at that age I couldn't have exactly gone to the metro to see, you know, yeah. punk bands play. I was just seeing my buddies play in their garages. So mm-hmm. um it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um and I love living so close to the city. I consider it consider it home. There's just so much to see and to do and like so many of my so many of my friends are uh you, you know, artists out here and, and just uh having a reason to come out here and support them is just the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but living in the suburbs is more kind of my pace my speed That's just what i grew up with and it's just like Mm -hmm. driving in here today two hours through traffic i'm like oh my god
1: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i was like the traffic alone it's not as bad in the suburbs but better
0: for you because you don't drive right i don't yeah Yeah, exactly no
1: i take the train everywhere i uber if i absolutely need to I, I don't really go outside the yeah. city limits. I <laughs> so. could handle that if I was living down here. Yeah. yeah sure. I think the furthest I've ever gone north is like Baby Evanston. Yeah. See, there you <laughs> go. For like a show. At Space? Yeah. I yep. went to Space. I went to see Ezra Furman. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So that was a few years ago. Uh, it was like a birthday show. So it's yeah, a, it was it's like... It's a great venue. Yeah. It was fantastic. It, it was just like the kinds
0: of artists they bring there in such a close and intimate space is Mm -hmm. like unbelievable (coughs) they they got a special thing happening
1: yeah I want to go back it's been a few years cool yeah Yeah. so I was like oh okay soon (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then growing up like you know in the western suburbs and just kind of like in the area then definitely helped you develop as an artist for sure like, like Taking all of that together, kind of just like you know, like this is what I want to do, and you know, this is how you know. Who oh I yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, a real, a uh, real community was was born out of that. Me and my my stupid friends just skateboarding around, like mm-hmm. you know, there was a little record shop called Busy Bee near us, and we'd we'd skateboard there after school and get the latest Fat Records releases, no effects, and uh, mm-hmm. um, oh, who else was there? Oh, uh, Lagwagon was a big band that I loved. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, just kind of absorbing all of that, and uh, you know, it was. If if again if I didn't have that I th- who knows what what my life kind of would have turned out to be I'd probably a di- be a different person and I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah so you're like laid down a lot for yeah yeah for, for sure uh, cool well we definitely have a couple other songs to play so I want to play the next one I believe yeah. it's called um, Faded Island yeah uh, do you want to tell us anything about like the song or the intro
0: yeah um, this is a, a, a tune that that started with the title um, oh, okay just those two words faded Island came to me and I was just thinking about them for a long time and sitting with them, wondering, wondering why they were sticking with me and what I mm-hmm. could, what I could uh, make of them. And eventually it just kind of turned into this, to this idea of, uh, of that feeling of either being physically or emotionally, um, detached from someone who you were once close to. Um, it's not about anyone in particular, not about a personal experience though, you know, possibly based on experience. I know that feeling, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and a funny thing is when I finished writing this song, I was like super excited about it. I sat down, and I played it for my wife. She's like, you know, I really like that, but
1: mm-hmm. who's that about?
0: <laughs> like, don't worry. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're gonna start some trouble yeah, yeah, with yeah. that. You're it's, be like, it's about nobody don't worry. at
0: all. Just a feeling. So yeah, that's that.
1: All right. Well, let's uh, let's check this out. Uh, this is Faded Island by Kevin Andrew Perkel. Okay.
2: Won't see ya
1: with kevin andrew perkle in studio at radio one chicago um so that was oh. faded island indeed yeah so you uh led that song uh before we went into it you led with um after playing it for your wife she yeah yeah kind of got a little <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> got in trouble there yeah
0: who's that about <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but she you know a lot of the ways that i approach my songs is speaking through a character um mm-hmm. kind of creating these characters through songs and um i think that she knows that well enough about me to to to, uh, you know a lot of the times the 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 I in the song is not necessarily me who i'm talking mm -hmm, about yes yeah
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah so like there's a lot of like uh like romantic and very whimsical lyrics to your music yeah um so kind of just like that writing style then would it be like you kind of like place yourself as kind of like an observer to like you know situations in life and things like that.
0: Totally, yeah. I think uh, my my life in particular isn't pretty isn't interesting enough to really be writing about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm overall I'm doing okay. <laughs> so, but I've always loved storytelling in any in any form, um, and I just kind of view songwriting um, as that as kind of a a way to tell other people's stories or a way to tell stories of characters that I create. It's just a, it's it's a lot more. Uh, a lot more fun and a lot less pressure. I feel like I can just really get in there and and write about whatever I want to write about, and it's, it kind of feels limitless in, mm-hmm. in a sense.
1: Cool. Yeah. Um. So we were talking a little bit um like during the break. So this is your third album. It is. Right? Yep. Um. So how have you like seen that like your writing style and just like maybe just like overall like genre I guess like changed between those records or kind of has it always been kind of like consistent? Um.
0: I guess. Uh, I don't know if I'm the person to, to answer that. Um, I, I, yeah, certainly, um, as I, you know, evolve over the years, um, different, I I take different approaches to the songwriting and to the recording Mm -hmm. process. Um, this record in particular was, was, was uh, particularly different, um, because we decided to do this one live, uh, in the studio, all playing together. We recorded the whole thing in uh, just two days um whereas my last records we would like first we'd um lay down the drums over a metronome and then we'd come layer in everything else on top of that and it Mm -hmm. would take up to i don't know like six months to a year to to finish Uh, but this one um there was just something about the energy of these songs something about the creative and the, the the formative energy of these songs that when they came together i i wanted to allow room for mistakes i didn't want to be spo- so specific in the studio and to be sure that we were patching up every little mistake. It's something yeah. about that just felt it would like it would take the humanity away from these songs. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kind of wanted to keep it more raw.
0: For sure. Kind of, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I wanted it to feel real. I wanted yeah. it to feel human. Um, and so that's just kind of a, kind of how we, we went, went about this record and, and um it was real nice they'll tell you to finish a record in two days. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, it.
1: that's different. That's kind of like you to know, just like be done just with be it. Done. And
0: then I mean all the we we rehearsed a lot leading up to it for like, you know, okay. a month straight. We'd get together a couple times a week and just make sure we had the arrangements tight. We knew exactly mm-hmm. how the songs were from start to finish. And we just got in there and, and nailed them out and um very proud of it. I'm very happy that I created this with with the with the band that I did and with the team that I did. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I imagine I don't know what what my next record is going to sound like, but I imagine that I would take that that route again.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Um so how big is your band then like when you guys play live? Yeah,
0: there's uh there's six of us. Um mm-hmm. my wife Allie, sings um in the band with us and then we got uh bass, keys, guitar, drums, uh, the whole works. So. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: And then, so you guys just like practice every day for a whole month straight, and then produce this. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we we worked mm-hmm. with uh,
0: producer Adam Crier. He plays in yeah. a, uh, in the bands uh, A.M. Taxi, Lucky Boys, Confusion, uh, Ike Riley Assassination in Chicago here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, he was just so great to work with. He's he's someone that I've known a long time. We grew up in the same um, western suburbs oh. in the same like skate oh, skate crew yeah. skate crew area. Uh-huh. Um, but he just, um, no matter what genre of music you throw at him, he just really understands and knows songs. And um, he's very patient and very, very creative. And um, a lot of times I'm not the most patient when it comes to my songs. I'm very protective of them. And yeah. it was good to work with someone who was able to kind of like work with that mm-hmm. and and um, introduce new ideas to me in a way that it didn't feel like he was kind of like taking them over. Yeah. Um, so that was nice.
1: So in that sense, like, is it hard to be kind of like, collaborative like with your lyrics at all or is it mostly just like the music composition that for you sure kind of collaborate
0: on yeah uh and the songwriting process itself i'm not collaborative at okay. all mm-hmm. um it's a very kind of like it's a very personal thing yeah. i guess um the only person who can really tell me when something sucks is my wife yeah i can say sucks right yeah <laughs> okay cool <laughs> um, i don't know we'll bleep that out yeah <laughs> um yeah she's the only one who can tell me that um and, and i can take it Mm -hmm. but a lot of times with like uh with with the lyric writing it's like sometimes i just get like a little too abstract in my mind with with my approach to it that Mm -hmm. i if someone uh tells me they don't like it something about it um it's kind of just like well you weren't along for the ride for it so like (laughs) you know this is kind of kind of like my thing but um Mm-hmm. When it comes down to taking the finished song with the lyrics and the melody and everything, and and structuring it with a band, I'm totally open to that. I love seeing yeah. where my band takes it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's like a it's like a, a this never-ending treasure hunt, and just kind of like mm-hmm. bringing a new idea with the band and just seeing like what they do with it is such a, I don't know. It's it's a special thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so how many tracks are on this new record?
0: This track is 14. 14. Yeah. Is
1: it more of like um, kind of like a storyline overall or kind of like what did, what did you kind of aim to have your listeners like experience with the songs?
0: Yeah. So uh, it's not a story, but it's certainly there's certainly a theme. Yeah. And that's summer. Um, mm-hmm. Love and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The idea for this record started with the song um, of that title, "Love in Summer," and I had so much fun writing the song. I was, I was really in this kind of like, as you said, whimsy mindset of, of lyric writing for that song, just like really populating the lyrics with just like with these visuals and images of of summer and mm-hmm. and um, um, and love, and just I, you know, I had so much fun writing that song that I, I just. I kind of wanted to make a whole record just playing with that idea. Um, and in many different forms of the songs, the songs take on, um, that theme. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that was just kind of my way of, 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 uh, tying this album together in a way that I felt was a complete record from start to finish. Um, one way that I did that is there are these little tiny songs in between, um, throughout the record of just my wife and I singing, um, mm-hmm. outside surrounded by like the sounds of summer. There's like cicadas and all these things happening oh, cool. behind. And the, all those songs are like 30 seconds to a minute long. Mm-hmm. Um, just really short, but they just, they pop up. They're really raw and intimate. They were only recorded on my iPhone, um, oh, cool, cool. um, voice memo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really nice way to kind of tie in the theme of the record. And I think, um, uh you know, in 20, 30 years from now, it that's something that I think I'll listen back to this record and hear those and feel like it was this, this special kind of thing that, that I created with my wife at this time in my life. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: that definitely sounds like, you know, it's like it's more than just like a kind of like easing into the next song, you know, it's kind of like, you know, these are treasured in real moments that For you sure. add into this album you yeah know, you know i think
0: uh, i think a lot about uh you know why i write why I, why I, yeah. I do music at all i mean the the world is in a crazy and complex state right now so like mm-hmm. what can i as an artist contribute to that um and that can drive you crazy if you're an artist thinking about stuff like that yeah. but um i think ultimately like i i just like to think that you know great grandchildren great great grandchildren mm-hmm. will find this record one day and they'll hear me and my wife singing singing those songs together and that hopefully that would mean something to them so
1: yeah yeah no for sure um and that's great to you know it's great to hear um if you definitely where can our listeners um check out the album
0: yeah spotify um mm-hmm. apple music uh soundcloud bandcamp Pretty much, you just got to Google Google me and you'll, <laughs> and you'll find it. Um, the, the spelling of my last name is P-R-C-H-A-L, um, Kevin Andrew Perkle. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much the best way to go about it.
1: Mm -hmm. And then social media across the board. Social
0: media across the board. uh, The handle, I think, on most of them is, yeah, Kevin Perkle, um, Mm P-R-C-H-A-L.
1: Cool. Um, So we do have one final song called Back to the Earth. Yep. Uh, Is that the final track on the album or is it no? Yeah,
0: so it's the final full track and then it ends with another one of those tiny uh, cicada songs Mm -hmm. I was telling you about.
1: And it kind of like wraps up the whole the whole
0: album yeah kind of this is a it's it's a very sad song it made me cry the, f- the <laughs> first time the first time my own song has made me cry actually oh, um, wow. mm-hmm. so the story is I went to go see the movie Logan have you seen Logan yet? I have not oh I know. gosh do, do <laughs> I'll,
1: you, I'll do it tonight don't worry <laughs> do, you,
0: do you know how it ends?
1: I don't okay. I don't want okay, to spoil it but okay. if you yeah <laughs> it's a very sad ending Okay.
0: okay <laughs> so I left the theater feeling the weight of that Mm-hmm. And I got to my car and I opened up my email and I got an email from the my friend John Morton who recorded the strings mm-hmm. on the song. And this is the first time I was hearing it with the strings. And I played it, sat in my car in the parking lot of yep. the movie theater and I played the song, feeling the weight of <laughs> Logan still. And I just sat there like an idiot <laughs> crying in my car in an AMC movie parking lot to my own song. So um, I can't ex- escape that experience yeah. uh, or, or or not associate the movie Logan with mm-hmm. the song anymore. But... Um, I hope you don't cry if you're listening to this on the other end.
1: If they've seen Logan, they might. They might, yeah. (laughs) If you've
0: seen Logan, think of him.
1: (laughs) When he plays this song. Um, So before we play it, um, just really quick, where can, um, when is your upcoming show again?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the big record release show is happening um, next Saturday, August 5th at Fitzgerald's Mm -hmm. in Berwyn. Did you know that in the movie A League of Their Own, mm-hmm. have you seen that movie? Yeah, have. That one yeah. I have. Yeah. Okay. So when they all sneak out to go dancing, yeah. it happens at Fitzgerald's. No, it doesn't. That's where they go. What? Yep. Yeah, where Marla meets her man. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's the joint. That's where we're playing on August 5th, on uh, Saturday, August 5th. So There you go. So come join us.
1: All right. Sounds good. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it was great having you. Thank you. Um, so check out his show at Fitzgerald's next yep. week. Yeah. Perfect. So this is his song, Back to the Earth. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you.
2: to your side Drifting through river bends Painting the sky (laughs) i <laughs>